Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. It's Christmas coming. Christmas is coming, you know, and it's incredible. I, I love what, you know, Melanie, Pastor Melanie was saying, it's all about Jesus. And uh, yes, I love Jesus unashamedly. I'm so, I want to boast about Jesus here today. Is that all right if I do some boasting in our God, in, in, what, in what God has done in my life? Um, you know, I know that there's many of you here today that, that Jesus has done a transforming work or still is doing a transforming work. The good news is God is with us, right? Say God is with me. God is with us, and um, that's the series that you're in, I believe. But God, you know, I started to think God is with us, and when Jesus, when Jesus was resurrected after three days of of being dead in a tomb, and he was actually resurrected, he was witnessed the forty days he was on the earth after his resurrection. He was witnessed by many, many people. And there were testimonies about Jesus being alive. I mean, this was pretty exciting that this man had gone to the cross for our sin and paid the price so that all could come into a relationship with the Father again. You see, we had lost our way. We'd lost our ability to be in the presence of God because of our own sin, our own disobedience, wanting to do things our way. That was, that's what we do, isn't it? We want to do things our way. And God made a way and therefore there was this great divide between man and God. And you see, I'm here to tell you the good news here today because the gospel means good news. And the good news is that Jesus decided that he would lay down his life. He would be a sacrifice, one man, so that every single person would have the opportunity to come back into the presence of God in so that they could come boldly again into the Father's presence. Isn't that incredible that Jesus made a way where there was no way? There was no way back for us except for a pure and holy sacrifice. And that was Jesus. Nobody killed Jesus. Jesus decided. Jesus decided to lay down his life because for the joy set before him, it says that he endured the cross. Because he loves us, because God is with us now, that's because Jesus made a way. Now we can have God with us. Not only, I'm full of good news, I'm just, just going to come out of my mouth like buckets this morning, but um, not only is God with you, he's for you. It says in the Bible that if God is for you, who can be against you? And so if you have Jesus Christ in your life today, then you know for sure God is with you, God is for you. If you don't have God with you and you think, you say, well, I don't know if I've got God. At the end of the service, I'm going to, make, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith. You see, that is exactly how you come to God by faith. And that's the good news. Nobody's good enough to come to God. Nobody. We, can't, we cannot uh, find our way back into God's presence because of our good works. It's impossible. He said not even the goodest, bestest, most holiest man is holy enough, right? We all have blemishes. We all have mistakes. And Jesus was the only one who lived a perfect life. So at the end of this service, I'm going to make a prayer, pray a powerful prayer. It's called a prayer of salvation. 
and I'm going to invite every person who doesn't have that 100% peace in their heart that they have a relationship with God, I'm opening it up. You can come back to God today. And so that's going to happen at the end of the service. But I wanted to boast, before I get there, I wanted to boast about what Jesus has done in my life. I mean, it's been pretty, it's pretty incredible. And, and, you know, God never leaves us. He is with you daily. He is with, he's with us right now. Right now, God is in this room. The Holy Spirit is here with us. Jesus said when he went to heaven, it's better that I go to heaven for you. It's better for you because then I'm going to send my Holy Spirit and he will be with you always. He will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, every single year of your life. The Holy Spirit is here. Holy Spirit come. I want to just, I want to just leave you with encouragement today. Put, the reason I'm here, I believe, is to put courage in us right now. I, I love to encourage people. You know, Paul Marshall's a great encourager, isn't he? I was looking at him, you know, looking at this. How's the little guy in the red Nike? Where is he? Oh, what a legend. Um, he's gone, is he? Oh, anyway, what a legend. And I saw Paul going, you're good going, you make. You, you know, I, I feel like God wants to do that for you. I feel like God's saying to you, Go, I'm for you. I'm with you. I'm for, you know, when you're with someone, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm for you. His presence. How, what a gift that we can be in the presence of the creator of the universe. Jesus made that way. Jesus tore the veil that separated us from God. I'm just coming out with the big gun straight up. Because, you know, the gospel, the gospel saves the gospel has the power unto salvation. Nobody else has got any power here except Jesus Christ. He's incredible. And um, Joshua 1.9, can we bring up that scripture? This is, a, this is an amazing promise. Set your mind and heart on this scripture. And this is, God, this is God speaking to Joshua just before Joshua was going to take his promised land. So have I not commanded you? So that's an interesting, that's a, come on, let's go there. I've, have I not commanded you? This is not a suggestion. <laughs> this is a command. Have I not, when God commands you, you better listen up, right? I have, not, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. God is with us wherever we go, whatever. Sometimes we don't feel it, do we? Sometimes we think, where's God gone? Like I feel like I'm out here alone, you know. But his promise to us is that even though we can't see him, he's working. Even though we can't feel him, he's working. He never stops. He never stops working. He never stops. He never stops loving you. He never stops coming through for you. He will never let you down. That is a great, that is a great promise that he's with us wherever we go. He's with you right now, whatever you're going through right now, he is with you. And you know, there is a, there's, there's trials that come. There's discouragement that comes. And uh, discouragement is the greatest weapon of the enemy to stop us going in and taking our promised land. 
discouragement. It takes the courage out of you, you know, but I'm here to put courage in you again. Amen. I'm here to put courage in. Encourage means to put courage in. I'm here to encourage you that you're doing okay. You're doing all right. God is cheering you on, you know. And this is incredible scripture, isn't there? In Hebrews 12, verse 1. I just want to bring that up. Can we bring, I I know I'm probably not going in order. But therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. This is such an encouraging scripture. Have a think about all of heaven right now. There's a huge party. You say I'm a party girl. Amen, right? I want to invite as many people into that party as possible. While I'm here on the earth, I want to just be a a faithful servant of Jesus Christ and tell everybody that they can come too. There's a, there's a huge party, amazing banquet. God's done. He's done everything he can do. He sent Jesus. It's finished. And now, as a church, we've got a race to run, and we've got, we, we have a mission to tell everybody the good news, right? To say, you can come too. Come to the party. Come to the banquet table. And uh, we're being cheered on by a great cloud of witnesses. King David's there. The Apostle Paul the woman at the well. Think about it, Noah. They're all there cheering you on. (laughs) Come on, C3 Watson. You can reach Canberra. You know, you can reach that person in your workplace. You can do it. You can reach your family. You can pray. You can intercede. You've got the power of God inside of you. Not just any power, resurrection power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. We've just got to get engaged into that power and know that our prayers are powerful and we start to encourage ourselves, don't we? And you know, this is incredible. I think, I mean, so many of the apostles that people that have been beheaded, people that have like been martyred, people that have gone before us, thousands and thousands of Christians that have gone before us are all in heaven cheering us on. This is our hour. This is our time. This is our moment. This is our promised land. There's something for you to take. There's something for you to be encouraged about. This is a bit of a shaking, a bit of a shaking and an awakening to get our faith back. You know, some of us, some, I'm, you know, guilty. I was discouraged about a particular thing not long ago, discouraged. And I had this woman, she came and prayed for me. And, and all of a sudden, this encouragement got into my heart again. And I had faith again. And I just believe that God wants to resurrect our faith here today and just say, it's okay, you're doing all right. Yeah, come on, give him a massive cheer. You're doing okay. It's okay. God's with you. God is with you. And, you know, there's there's this uh, scripture in the Bible, and it's about the crippled beggar. This crippled beggar in Acts 4.14. And um, I'll just tell you a little bit about the story, and then I'll bring up the scripture. But there's this, this crippled beggar, and he has been crippled from birth. He's never walked a day in his life. Crippled from, this is an incredible miracle that just set fire through the town, right? When the apostles were there, Peter and John, and um, they were going through to the, up to the temple, they see this crippled beggar who's been crippled by birth, from birth 40 years. He's about 40 years old, and he he's just sits there and he begs at the temple. Do you know cripples weren't allowed into the temple? Not allowed. They were not clean. You know, they, obviously they'd sinned. They were crippled, right? They had all these rules and regulations and laws. 
back in the day, you know, and, and, and um, Peter walked past and saw this crippled beggar and he put his hand out to get some money from them and, and Peter said, I, we don't have any gold or silver or money to give you, but what I've, what I've got, I'll give you. And he knew he had the power of God, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that resurrection power. He knew that he had some of that and that some of, he could give, he could give that to the crippled beggar. So he said to the crippled beggar, you know, stand up and walk. And he reached out his hand and all of a sudden in an instant, this miracle came into the crippled beggar's legs. He must have felt like this heat, this power come into his legs. And he's kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, stood up and he's just gone oh my goodness and he, he was just like on fire with this with this burning heat through his whole body and um he's standing up he's just stand up he just starts to jump he starts to dance he's like oh my god that's a miracle Jesus you know and he runs into the temple and he tells everybody look at me you know he was a walking talking testimony of the power of God and it says in Acts 4 14 check this out yeah it says this but since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them. There was nothing they could say. Nothing they could say. Because a miracle working power of God shuts every religious spirit down. It shuts all the naysayers down. It shuts out, it shuts out any antichrist anything. It shuts out any, because it's the power of God at play. And, you know, they would have said, they would have said to this guy, because, see, he was known. He was known as a crippled beggar. That's the guy who, he just begs. He's the crippled beggar. He was boxed. He was, he was judged as the crippled beggar. And now he's walking and dancing and praising God and they're trying to shut this thing out. Don't say the name of Jesus. You're sending, I mean, if you, if you tell everybody that that miracle was done in the name of Jesus, Everyone will follow him. Don't you? They're trying to shut Peter's mouth, put them in prison, shut them up. Don't get out the good news that that was Jesus. Don't get out that name. It's that name that has the power. And uh, this crippled beggar, just you couldn't shut him up. Imagine, imagine trying to shut him up. He's just like, no, it was Jesus in the name of Jesus. They prayed in the name of Jesus, you know. And uh, he was he was known, and you know people boxed him, and so they would have said they would have said this to him. They would have gone. But you, but how? But, but you, but you, you're the crippled, but how? And, uh, oh gosh, I had a but you, but how moment myself this year actually in February. And I used to work, before I, before I met Jesus, I was a bit of a heathen, a bit of a wild party animal. I know that's hard for you to believe because I look like an angel, right? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, it's hard for you. I'll give you time to catch up, it's all right. But... I was a bit of a party girl and I had this job uh, for top deck travel, right? They take Aussies and Kiwis around Europe on 18 to 35 holidays, years holidays. You know, it's for all the young rowdy people and you just pretty much get on a bus, get drunk for 30 days and get off and you can't remember a thing, right? That's basically how it goes. Well, I was a tour guide when I was age 23. I went over to Europe and thought this would be a great job to get because I want to see the world. And, um, you know, I just always follow, like I'm passionate about what I do. So I just throw myself into it. I thought, well, if we're going to see the world, I may as well be a tour guide, get paid for it. It'll be good. So I go over there at age 23. I worked for them for four years, this top deck travel and um, double decker buses, you know, the English double decker buses. We could sleep 26 people on the bus. 
We had a kitchen and everything. We could just travel around Europe. It was mad, right? And so, anyway, I've got a picture of the bus. Bring up photo one. If this is a picture of the bus, that's me at the, at the reunion here. So that's the bus we used to travel on. And uh, it was called... To- anyway, after I finished working for them, um, at age 27... Um, I went to a couple of the reunions. They have a reunion for all the crew, the drivers, the, the um, tour guides. And uh, I went to a couple and I was still pretty rowdy, so, you know, you have fun. It was a whole weekend of drinking, like just all my, my old life, you know. And anyway, so I went to a couple of them and then, then I met Jesus Christ when I was 29 years old. I had a crippled beggar moment. I had a powerful encounter that completely changed my life. You see, I used to be a high diver and uh, I, re- I represented Australia when I was just 11 years old and I went to the world championships and I was passionate about diving and I, my big dream in my heart was to represent Australia at the Olympics. But on my 14th birthday, I had a massive accident off the 10 metre platform and smashed all my neck, hips and spine out of place. I, I, I landed really badly in the water instead of bringing it straight through the water like a pencil. I overextended my spine on entry and I was unconscious in the water. I just went, it's like hitting concrete from 10 metres. And I knew deep in my heart that my dream was over. I, just, I knew I'd really injured myself so severely. My back wasn't broken, but I was really messed up. It was crooked. My right leg was twisted around. Uh, it was now shorter than my left leg. And I was in chronic pain now. And I had to give up my sport. You know, it broke my heart. And although I wasn't crippled on the outside, I was crippled on the inside. I was crippled. I had so much discouragement and disappointment crippling my heart that I couldn't even function properly. And so to try and function, I tried to just medicate the pain. And so I got addicted to drugs and alcohol. And you see, and it wasn't like I got, I got so addicted to just numbing the pain that I didn't, because I didn't want to deal with the loss of, of, of my dream that, you know, it, it just had its own momentum. And then I ended up getting this job at Top Deck Travel, which just exasperated the whole thing. You know, it was just like, oh, now I can drink every day and, it, and nobody bats an eyelid, you know. <laughs> and so I did this for four years, came back, went to a couple of reunions. And then, and then I met Jesus Christ and, my ho- and, and I heard that in the name of Jesus, you could be healed. And I was just like, well, I'm having that. And so I ran to the pastors and I said, now I hear... I hear that you can be healed in the, in, if you just pray in the name of Jesus. So, so do it to me. Do it to me. Just do that. Whatever it is, just do that. Because I'm in pain. I was in pain for 15 years. And so the pastors laid hands on me and said, in the name of Jesus, heal Nicholas' spine. And I felt this incredible heat, a bit probably like the crippled beggar felt. I, felt. I felt power come into my legs. I felt heat in my spine, in my neck, everywhere. And, and for the next two and a half hours, my whole body was completely transformed back to straight. I mean, I was crooked and now I was straight again. I know, right? Praise Jesus Christ for that power. Incredible. And, you know, like God is with us. I could feel that Jesus was standing right behind me. It was like he had become my chiropractor and was taking me through all these precise movements. I mean, it was incredible. I'd only known God for about three weeks. And now now he's transforming me and I'm feeling this power. I knew nothing about church, nothing about religion. And now I'm having this encounter that would change my life. And, And, you know, out of that, it was just like all the drug addiction. Everything just left my life. 
I became clean on the inside. That's called being born again. On the inside, you become washed clean because of what Jesus did. And, you know, I was very excited about this miracle. I was like the crippled beggar. I wanted to go out into New York. I was, it happened in New York City. I wanted to go out into New York City and tell everybody about the power of Jesus. You know, some people wanted to hear, but a lot did not. I found out pretty quickly. And uh, anyway, I went to this, the, these top debt reunions. Like, so I stopped going to the top debt reunions as a result of becoming a Christian. And um, this year, and, and you know, the, the invitation would come every year in my email box. I kept in contact on Facebook with a few of them, of the crew. And every year the Top Deck uh, reunion invitation would come. I'd go, oh, no, better not, better no, 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 it's not for me anymore. But this year God said, go. I'm like, no, is that the God? What? And so I really felt like God wanted me to go to the Top Debt Reunion. Well, it made sense when I found out what the theme was. It was Oktoberfest. You see, I thought, well, it just makes sense that God wants me to go to the Oktoberfest Reunion because, you see, I was known for a particular story that happened at the Oktoberfest and I got arrested. I was the tour guide and I got arrested in Germany in my Lederhosen And I'm not saying there was, but there could have been a little slight bit of nudity involved. But I was arrested for dancing on top of the tables, clog dancing in Melitahosen. And the police took me away and they threw me out of the tent and I snuck around the back and I got back in. I got back on the table and dancing away and it caused an uproar, an uproar. Then they got me down and they threw me out again and I ran around again and I got back in. Third time back on the table, the crowd went wild. They were like, she's back, she's back. Anyway, I got arrested overnight and the tour bus couldn't leave the next day because the tour leader was in jail, right? So anyway, I got known for this story. See, I was, I was known. And then when I came into the campsite, everybody's cheered. She's back. We, she's back. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, so all of Top Deck know me. So now I had to go back to a reunion and find a new Lederhosen and arrive. And on the way there, you know, I stopped at my favorite coffee shop. And, you know, when you get a coffee that's made with love or you get a coffee that's not made with love, there's a vast difference. If you get a coffee here out there, visitors, it's going to be made with love. Just relax. It's going to be made with so much love. You're going to have a crippled beggar, you know, experience just through the coffee. It's going to be amazing. But, but so anyway, so I, so, so I go to this reunion on the way. I've got my leader hose and packs. And I'm, I'm a bit worried, actually, because, you know, I know I'm going to be the only Christian there. And it's a whole weekend of drinking. And I don't drink alcohol anymore. So, because God told me... Alcohol's not for you because I come from a long line of alcoholics. So I gave up alcohol about 10 years ago. So how am I going to go to a rowdy, drunken, festive, top deck reunion where they drink all weekend and not drink? It's going to be very interesting, right? But I'm going to go and I'm going to represent Jesus. I don't know how, but I'm going to go. And so I get this coffee and I drink this coffee. I go, oh, it's just not made with love. You know, when you speak out loud to God and I go, it's just not, I go, it's amazing. How, when you taste something that's made with love, and you taste something that's not made with love, how you just know, right? You just know. And the Lord said, I made you with love. I was like, oh. And then he said, I made all those people you're going to be a witness to, I made them with love too. I was like, oh, that's all I have to do is just serve up love. That's all I could do. 
just serve up love. So I go to the top debt reunion, I get out of the car. Well, a few of them know now that I'm a Christian. They have found out that not only am I a Christian, but I'm a Christian minister. Like a preacher. Like how does that? Anyway, so I get out of the car and there's a great big group of them all drinking around. I get out of the car and I'm like, hi everyone. And they're just like, here she is. What do we do? And you could hear the whispers. She's a Christian. Christian. Nicola. Nicola's a Christian. No. She's a preacher. Stop it. Anyway, I could hear them whispering and then had to be. Saturday night was the big night. Got my lederhosen on and. I was there and I was in the crowd and so many people just came up to me all night, all night, all night, all night. You're a Christian? Are you? This was this is what they did all night, all night, all night. But you. But how? But you. You. But how? I was like, told my testimony. I'm not. I don't even know. Did not stop talking all weekend told my testimony over and over again. At one point, they said, we should just give you the microphone. I said, I know, right? I'm up for it. I'm up for it. And um, I, I, I had to find a safe place because it was getting a bit rowdy. And so I thought, I'll go behind the bar. I used to be a barmaid. And I thought, oh, this will be safe. And I was too short to reach the spirits. And uh, so I found myself a plastic bucket and I stood on the plastic bucket so I could reach the spirits. And um, here's this, and, the, and, then, and then the next but you but how got around. It was like, she doesn't drink. So, she, she, Nicola doesn't drink. So, yeah, got around. So anyway, I'm there behind the bar and I'm pouring drinks. And every drink I served, I was like, made with love. Made, it's made with love because it was made with love. Because I just felt God's mercy for for every single person. And I drew this big crowd around the bar. It was hilarious. And they all just like, literally, because they were getting a bit drunk, and they all just was, they knew I didn't drink, but I was serving them drinks. And I wasn't drinking myself. And they, this big crowd, and they just was like, see, I love doing that. I love that Jesus is so powerful in my life that it just perplexes people. And I love that look on people's face where, where they just, they just. But you, but how? And I believe that there's a prophetic message here today for, for every single person going through a trial or a drama or, or maybe you're suffering with an addiction or something that you can't overcome, but you're stuck in. See, like the crippled beggar was stuck in his situation. But I believe there's a prophetic message here today that there's some people, a lot of people here today and people around you that love you and know you and boxed you and judged you are going to say, but you, but how? But, but you, but, but how? How did that happen? You know, there's, 
there's there's a woman here and you're you're struggling with your family you know you've got you've got a wayward teenager and and you're going to say but how how do i get this how do i get this young man back to god you know i'm telling you today the promise of god is that he is with you he is with your son he loves you and do not despair do not be discouraged be encouraged because you've got a whole great cloud of witnesses cheering you on i believe there's people here today struggling with financial pressure and people are going to look at you and go, but you, but how? You always never had money. You always never had money. But some blessing, some amazing business idea is going to come to you over this Christmas period when you get quiet with God and you're going to find a way out of your struggle. I believe that God's got answers here today for every single person in your situation because God is with us. You know, yeah, exactly right. Come on, cheer Romans 8, and I'll finish, 38 and 39, for I'm convinced, I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Nothing can separate you from God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.